following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday, guys. Uh, you are back here at Fantasy Beast and where to find them. I am your host, Kyle Ranney, joined again by Mr. Jason Halt. Jason, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Good, good. Uh, last, close the window real quick since there's a yappy dog outside. Last time we uh, were joined on the air, we were talking about tiers for fantasy football. And we were talking about the quarterback position. Yep. That was we're, a good time. We're sticking on that same path. We're going to go with full-team running back scenarios. I guess that's a nice way to go because, like, if not, we'd probably be here for 80 different players. Yeah, and we don't have the time. And I don't expect you guys to have time to listen to that. But, um, guys, it's a real interesting one because just because you might have one, like, really solid running back or, like, you might have three solid running backs but such a bad situation, we might be ranking you as a trash team. Yeah. I mean, off the cusp here, you have a couple teams where either you have one clear-cut guy and, like, he's good, but there's nothing else around him. Or, like, maybe you have... No help. Like, well, I mean, like, even even Seattle. Seattle, uh, Seattle, San Fran, New England come to mind. Yeah. They have four running backs. All four running backs get get carries. Who do you want to start every week? Yeah. So, like, stuff like that really is going to factor into where where we're looking at these options here. Uh, but we'll start it off. We're going to go per di- by division here. Yep. I feel bad we started with this team again last week, but uh, we're going to start with happens. Buffalo here. Um, the Buffalo Bills, on the depth chart, this is this is one of those teams that kind of are an anomaly. Yeah. You've got Zach Moss at the bottom of the depth chart. who had, We had high hopes for him. You have Duke Johnson, who's third on the depth chart technically. James Cook, the incoming rookie, and Motor, Devin Singletary, I mean, as a like as a Bills fan, you gotta you want to have hope. You want to have hope, yeah. And I definitely do have hope because James Cook looked great. But on the outside looking in, without knowing who's going to take yeah, that, without knowing who's going to take the carries, if maybe James Cook ends up taking the job over Devin Singletary, and you never know. I mean, I'm personally, I don't want to say trash because I know they're not trash, but they're low end average. I think. Yeah, I would think so too. So low end average here. It's it sucks, but it is. I mean, you're gonna enter your 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 fantasy drafts this year in standard redraft leagues. And Devin Singletary will probably be the first Bills running back off the board. But then it's a fight. Okay, is James Cook gonna take the job? Um, does somebody overdraft Cook because he's a rookie and Singletary is gonna get the like like? It's a situation you don't really want in your dynasty leagues. Yeah, and it would be really nice for if you had Devin Singletary to also have James Cook. Yeah, it, that's your that's your classic handcuff. But the problem is, you're also sitting here with uh, with literally having possibly two guys to have to handcuff to Devin Singletary. Yeah, it was just you never know. It's a little bit of a wild backfield in Buffalo. So yeah, we'll call them average, low tier average. We're not gonna go with trash. We don't feel that mean. 
It's a far cry though from last. We'll get there. So we'll be mean to somebody. It's a fast or far cry from last uh, episode where we got to go Josh Allen elite. No yeah, questions asked. No questions asked. Staying in the division, the New York Jets, Brees Hall, Michael Carter. Yes, there's limited tape on Brees Hall, but I, I feel like at minimum they have to be average. Yeah, they definitely are a average round backfield. We don't know if they're going to be better or worse because you never haven't seen Brees Hall play in the NFL. And that's like your their number one guy right now. He's gonna be the number one, uh, the one A to I, I guess Michael Carter being the one B. I think that's why I'm I'm okay putting them in averages. We truthfully, I think, all thought Michael Carter would be the guy to be one A after after how he was when he was healthy last year. The guy was a powerhouse when he was getting the ball. Uh, so I, I I almost would say the Jets running back or Jets backfields in a better situation than. The Bills, you're yeah. laughing at the top at the Tom Brady golf ball. Golf aren't you? ball, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would definitely say the Jets, unfortunately, are a bit better of a backfield situation than Buffalo in terms of your fantasy team this year. Yeah, because you know, really, Brees Hall is probably going to get the carries there. But you also know that besides Hall and Carter, that's going to be it. And Carter's proven his worth in the run game. They're going to use two running backs. Yeah, I as much as Tevin Coleman's on the depth chart right now, I don't think he's going to make a difference come the start of the season. The real, real messy one here: New England Patriots, yeah. Damian Harris, James White, Ramondre Stevenson, Pierre Strong. There's nice names on that. Yeah, there's some great names on that list that are alone elite running backs themselves. But the problem with New England is which week is are they going to start? I mean, I mean, which at this weeks point, are they going to get carries? Because Belichick loves to use different guys in different systems. For all of you Dungeons and Dragons fans, you better get a D four and put each player's na- or face on the top of it. Roll the dice, and that's who you're starting. Yeah, and that's who you should start because Belichick, like I said, Belichick loves to use his backs in different games and different systems and different schemes to. And, and beyond that, though, like it'll be it'll be one of the situations. Damian Harris might be coming off two back to back two hundred yard games, and he stubbed his toe the wrong way in the locker room, or looked at Bill the wrong way, or sneezed towards him, and he's gonna get yeah. benched. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. Damian Harris is by far the best of those four backs. Oh, Ramondre yeah. Stevenson last year, when healthy, looked elite. We already know that Pierre Strong, from what we saw on him on, on the draft coverage, we really liked him. But you're like, like even last year, Gary and I in a couple of leagues took Stevenson. But I mean, yeah, he hit at certain points when when Damian Harris went down. But other than that, Damian Harris was up, and you never knew who you're going to trust. So yeah, I, I almost am willing to put them in trash. Yeah, I would think so too. Just because as a fantasy owner, it's like, who do I start? That's and it. That's it's the big like. It's not. Talent wise, I'm not saying they're trash talent wise. No, they in terms of usage backfield, and in terms of usage for a fantasy like owner, you never know. Like you better have all four on your roster, and you know what I mean to like. Yeah, and that's so many spots that you could not. You you'd better you'd you'd rather off not better elsewhere. Um, I'm almost gonna say the same here, Miami. Miami, I I, they signed Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, and Sony Michelle. They still have Miles Gaskin on the roster. Anybody who listens to this show and has from the get-go knows that I have a raging fantasy hard-on for Chase Edmonds. Yeah. But, you like, you just can't trust. 
You can't trust that backfield. You, you can't, can't trust, trust that they're that Miami rotated running backs almost as much as New England last year, and they had bad running backs. Yeah. So now they got good running backs. Okay, they're gonna still rotate them. Rotate them, and it's just like I said, it's the same situation. It's like you better have all of them started in your roster because you're not no sure you don't know who's gonna get the carry. Exactly. Uh, same thing. Don't hate the talent, but hate the setup. I think we okay going going Miami and trash as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, people in our division are gonna hate us. Yeah, but I mean, I think they already do. Um, that is very true. Cincinnati here. We're going to the next division here. Joe Mixon and Samaje Pirine. Uh, that's a good one because, like, you. I mean, for, as a fantasy owner, you know Mixon's going to get a majority of those. Carries. And you know, if Mixon's not, Pirine's at least a good enough third down back. However, I guess this is where I'd equate this. I like that there's only two of them. They've got. Two set roles, almost like we just talked about with the Jets, but I would yeah. absolutely say Joe Mixon's a much better option than Brees Hall or Michael Carter. I'd be willing to say since he's got a good backfield here. I would think so, too. Yeah, we can actually put somebody above average because Mixon's Mixon's great alone. Mixon so. had th- over 1,200 yards and like, and, like, 10 touchdowns last year, and they had, the th- like, a bottom five line in the league. The fact of it being... That they beefed up that line? They, they very much so beefed up the line. Um, the, I I really don't think there's much. I'm a dynasty mixing owner. I believe you are as well. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and I'm honestly ecstatic because it was one of his best years last year. People tend to sleep on him. If you're a redraft league guy, Mixon's gonna go outside your top six. If you don't get one of those top five running backs that everyone talks about, Mixon's probably your play. Um. But outside of that, we go to Cleveland. Cleveland's so tough here. You don't know who's going to get the usage. You've got Nick Hunt, or Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. You've added Jerome Ford to the to the wheelhouse there, and Jerome Ford was a very good running back of his own at Cincinnati. But for the fact that there's three guys in the race here, three guys that are. Elite on their own. That's it. It's three guys, and at least the top two are going to produce. If you've got Jerome Ford, it's probably the situation like last year with Dearness Johnson, where you've got him on an injury and he's producing at the same blip these guys were. Yeah. I feel wild saying this. Do we? Do we want to see Cleveland's elite? Yeah, I definitely could see them being a pretty elite backfield because you know at least the two of them, the top two, they're going to be splitting most of the carries. I guess my big thing, too, with, with Hunt, and I think a lot of people didn't realize this because he got hurt so early in the season. When he was healthy last year, he had, like, I think he ran at seven games. He had four of his seven over 20 points. Yeah. Like, he was red hot last year. And it's funny because the, the murmurs are that Cleveland might be moving on from him. It yeah, might I've be heard, Jerome Ford's backfield. I've heard that. As well, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I I mean, as wild and out of the situation as this, I I don't necessarily love doing that. Cleveland to elite running back territory. Yeah. Pittsburgh, we're gonna offend a lot of people with this. I think. Pittsburgh's got Najee Harris. That's really it. Yeah. Um, it really is. I mean, in terms of this year. In terms of this year, I mean, I wouldn't throw him all the way in elite, but I wouldn't throw him in trash. I, so. That's it. It's, it's either high average or low good because he toes the line. There's nothing else there, but 
But you also now have to factor that they're going to st- stack the box. I know they yeah. kind of already did. But eventually, your legs are going to get tired, yeah, man. because you're not splitting carries with anybody. You don't have anybody to really even fall back on if you and, just need, like, a, a down or two off. And for as, as bad as Roethlisberger was last year, he at least didn't make the rookie mistakes. Dude, you're going to have a whole uphill battle now with Kenny Pickett there learning the pro yeah, game. Kenny Pickett looking the, learning the pro game, do we wanna, if that's their starter. But. Do we want to call him a high average? Yeah, I and can see him high average. Nothing against... It's nothing against Najee Harris. People are going to take that the wrong way. We loved his draft footage. He was one of my favorite running backs I've seen in a while, but the situation ain't it this year, man. Yeah, you got it. As much as you want, don't want, let's say, like four running backs in the backfield, you want more than one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. it their, their next two are Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland Jr. Yeah. McFarland's a former fourth-round fourth round pick. He has not reached and taken the goal from anything. I want to say Snell's a former fourth rounder too. He also has never been better than an average backup. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, the Baltimore Ravens. This is tough. This is really tough. J.K. Dobbin, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. They always run the bell, ball well, but they're always so interchangeable. Yeah, they're so... And when I say that, I don't mean to say that in a good way. Like, oh, they run the ball well. and they're Like, no, I think it's because they run the ball 25 times a game each. Yeah, and if you're not getting a hundred or if you're not getting seventy five yards and a touchdown on twenty five carries each, like that's the problem. And you're opening it up by run style, like quarterback run style offense and the run style like quarterback. It's just Gus Edwards is good. Don't get me wrong, and like so is J.K. But neither of them have ever grabbed for that next echelon. Yeah, they've never had grabbed that next level. Are we calling Baltimore between the Jets and the Bills? I think so, Just yeah. like a, a slightly average run team? Yeah. And I'm talking running back solely because we all know Lamar Jackson's a really good running back. Yeah, definitely a really good running back. But he's a quarterback. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry, quarterback. <laughs> that's I said running back too, but like uh, that's it. If he was your running back, <laughs> I could probably put you to the league category because he's putting up numbers and stats he shouldn't be. I'm joking because I do believe he's a running back. I mean, I don't fully, but I don't I fully, don't fully I'm just joking. But He should be exactly what you get out of college when you can declare as an athlete. Yeah. That's what he is. He's an athlete. And he's oh, a he's very good athlete, one. Very good one at it. He can uh, – he's a good quarterback, so he can throw, but you know my opinions on that. and I'm Yeah. Uh, <laughs> into the next division, the Tennessee Titans – so this is a tough one. Uh, we saw that they still all ran the ball very well without Derrick Henry in the lineup when he was hurt. Yeah. It's the first time in his career we've seen Derrick Henry get hurt for long term. However, Derrick Henry came back in the playoffs and still looked pretty good good, yeah. He definitely didn't – it didn't seem like he lost a beat really, but – He definitely was a little bit slower yeah. getting his runs. Uh, I mean, your, your brother's always said it as well. He gets such an advantage because he's such a, a, a downhill runner. And the line row grades for him, so he doesn't get contact made on him for the first no, five yards. First he has five, five yards, yards of, of power built. Which uh, might affect him this year because they lost a couple of those pieces on that. They, line, in so. the interior. So, I mean, as long as you can push the outside, they might still be okay. But the big thing here that I'm also going to say, we are, I, I mean, I think we can already say there's no way Tennessee's running backs go lower than good. No, there's no way that they're not good. I, I'd be willing to almost say elite. Especially yeah, because for not having seen Hassan Haskin... In a pro game, yeah, his run style at Michigan was almost identical to King Henry. He's an upright, yeah, north-south runner thing. who's just going to beat you in the teeth. Bowling ball style. That's the best fit for a team that if he gets hurt, you need to replace a, a run-first team. Yeah. I think I'm still comfortable saying Tennessee's elite. Yeah, I'm definitely comfortable saying and that. And I hate 
saying that because we just put uh, two AFC teams in the elite, and we're not the best run-stuffing team in Buffalo, but so be it. Oh, wait. Should we make it a third already? Indianapolis is next. Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Yeah, Hines. you can already yeah. just – don't even <laughs> need elite. to talk about it. Um, and I say both of them for that reason. Like, Naeem Hines didn't get used that much last year, but when he gets moving and they have a competent quarterback there – yeah. I don't hate on Carson Wentz, but there was a team that wanted to be run first. With a quarterback who's not really a run first no. offensive quarterback. He's the, no. He wants to sling it. But, uh, I mean, Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor, they're damn good. No, they are. Houston Texans. Um, You're going to have to... Damian Pierce is the rookie. They're expecting him to win the backfield, but currently on the depth chart is Marlon Mack, the former... Colts product and Rex Burkhead. Man, I I, I, have, I have no problems with Damian Pierce, but none of that's appetizing to me. Yeah, none of that's really with the rookie and then two running backs that are like mediocre at best. Houston like Houston likes to juggle their backs too is the problem. They had Rex, uh, Rex Burkhead last year and he had a couple good games, and then they'd go right back to David Johnson, and then they go to Philip Lindsay. So I mean, hopefully with the new coaching staff we see otherwise, but until proven otherwise. Trash. Yeah. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've got some young kids on the team. They drafted a rookie named Snoop Connor. However, they also have a former first-round pick in Travis Etienne and a former undrafted who was a fantasy stud a couple of years ago, James Robinson. What do we think on Jacksonville? That's a that's a powerful backfield. There is a lot of good I think potential. The back there. I would say potential. I'm not going to say, like, they're yeah, we the don't, best. We don't know because two of them haven't really technically played in the NFL, so you don't you can't say I can't say they're elite, but they're not trash. And are I we willing to call them low end good? Yeah, I think that we are. When James Robinson finally got the ball last year, he was turning up phenomenal games, and then yeah. he tore up his foot. Travis Etienne dealing with that Liz Frank injury um, should be coming back healthy. He's had more than a full year of, of recovery at this point. He even said today I saw something that said he wants to be used like Debo, so that'll be yeah, cool. it's it's explosive. So yeah, I'm I'm comfortable saying uh, Jacksonville's in the good category. The Kansas shitty Chiefs, yeah. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Rojo. They did sign Ronald Jones, yeah, and Derek Gore. Man, you got to talk me out of this one, man, because I really want to put them in the trash category, but I'd be okay putting them in average. They're not better than Buffalo. I definitely, you're right. You're, they're not better than Buffalo. They're probably low end, like our average category there. So the so almost identical Buffalo, which I would agree with. Yeah. I think Clyde Edwards Slayer is the most explosive of the players between Kansas City and Buffalo. But again, a guy who's just perennially never grabbed the job. Yeah, he had never, that first his, his first game as a rookie. He did great. Nothing from that. Yeah. He hasn't grabbed the throne. He hasn't taken it and said that I'm the running back. I'm running back number one. No, and you want any excuse to go? Oh, that's true. They just signed a former second round pick from Tampa and and Ronald Jones. Like, yeah, that's it. Ronald Jones got his share. He worked his way out of town because Tom Brady didn't really like him. Like, yeah. Derek Gore was knocking on the door when he got playing time. He's not a bad back, but you know they're gonna keep go- going with Ceh. So until he proves he's good, I'm going with low end average. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't think we're leaving the category much. We'd be going slightly higher. The Las Vegas Raiders here: Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Zamir White. High end average. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jacobs and Drake have their two roles. 
Samir White's only going to get the ball if one of those two are really hurt. But neither of those two are on contract pass this year. So the Raiders almost have a reason to try to get Samir White in the game. All three of those guys will produce, but like... I mean, you have... Were you a Jacobs owner last year? Yeah, I'm still a Jacobs owner. You are in a dynasty league. Yep. He's one of those guys that you're going to get 12 to 16 points a week, and it's never going to be flashy, but it's going to be never. average, and that's yeah, it. it should be like, your average, like, okay, I need, you know it's you know a guy's going to get 16 points, so you throw him in there because you know you're going to get yeah. those 16 points. Kenyon Drake was that guy for the four weeks in the middle of the season. Josh Jacobs got banged up. They finally realized, hmm, we could use Kenyon Drake this way. He had 20 points three straight weeks. Yeah. Disappeared after that, blew his knee out. No, that's what uh, being a Josh Jacob owner is like. Yeah. 16 points, and you're going to like it. High average, though, I would I would call that. Yeah, I would call it high average. Uh, next in this list, the L.A. Chargers. This one's kind of tough for me. Yeah, that's a tough one. It Austin really Eckler, really good. Isaiah Spiller, complete unproven. We didn't love his tape. However, Eckler should probably have control of that whole backfield again. Yeah. I, that alone makes me almost want to put them like between Cincinnati and Jacksonville in the good category. Yeah, it definitely makes you want to throw them up at least in the good category, top good. Yeah, I'd call I'd call them average good. Like again, Austin Eckler. Eckler's a guy who can control a game can alone. Control for a you. game really can. Unless he really gets banged up, you don't have to worry about that backup. Yeah, and I guess someone will have to worry about Isaiah Spiller if that's the situation. Uh, next on the list, Denver, Javante William, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I mean they're both like. Average running backs. I'm a Melvin Gordon owner. He's a really good handcuff for those weeks when you're playing people who have, like, Devontae Williams. Yeah. And that's really what you have Devontae Williams for is to pretty much handcuff someone who's got Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think think I could call him the same as Jacksonville. Yeah. It's two guys. They're both going to have a role. The second-year guy might take a bigger role than the first-year guy, which ETN Robinson, Williams, Gordon – uh, I call them low end good because at the end of the year when Javante Williams got rolling, when they finally gave him the carries over Melvin, yeah, he was producing. He was, yeah. It was but good. how does he take the off off season? Does he continue to hold the job? And is Melvin Gordon just going to sit back and go, yeah, okay, I've made enough money in my career? Yeah, that's a tough one, but I think I'm okay going. And they with, love Melvin with, Gordon for they do. Uh, they, they they resigned him. His two years was up, and they went and got yeah. him off free agency again. So. Uh, the next one, the Dallas Cowboys, Zeke and Tony Pollard. Um, I like this backfield, but not for the running back that you think. Well, see, that's the problem is <laughs> I like Tony Pollard a lot more than I do Zeke. I almost want to put them right next to Cincy though. And yeah, it's I because for as, that. as much of a bum that Zeke can be, Zeke will have his four or five real hot games. Yeah. And when he starts to cool off, Tony Pollard catches right yeah. back up. You only have to have two players, so if you can handcuff them, you're even better. It's it, This is funny because it's, it's love-hate, and we're not talking talent. We're talking about usage here usage, at that point. Yeah, for your fantasy team. That's really what we're our goal is here is to pick out what backfields you should if, attack if, or not. And that's it. If you can, Especially if you can handcuff Dallas. Yeah. You can double down and get Zeke and Pollard. Your your money. Your money because you just when like I said when Zeke stops getting hot, Pollard will get hot. And you throw him in, like it's not. I'm okay with I'm okay with high end good. Yeah. I almost considered saying low end elite because yeah, when those guys are on, they're oh, on. Oh yeah, and it's fun to watch them. It is fun to watch them both play football when they're on. This is an interesting one. Philadelphia, Miles Sanders, and Kenneth Gainwell. 
I'd almost be willing to go trash. And yeah. I don't think it's anything to do with the talent. It's the usage there. It's the usage. It's the, like, un, we don't know because... Uh, they're looking to switch the they're way that they're approaching the they're again. Approaching things and 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 the question is: Are is Hertz going to run as much as he did? Are they going to dial back Hertz's running? Are they going to give it to one of these guys? Can, dude, Miles Sanders, I sold off on that last year, and I looked like a genius because his usage plummeted. Yeah, like that's it. I. It's funny because Miles Sanders' usage plummeted the year before when Hertz came into the equation because yeah. that's all they do is run. So until we can prove otherwise, I, I think yeah, Philly's yeah, trash. Until can prove me wrong, they're in the bottom of the barrel right now. The Washington football team. A lot going on here. Technically, we could list four. They have Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Brian Robinson Jr., and Jarrett Patterson. Jarrett Patterson, obviously, the spunky running back out of UB. Brian Robinson... Entirely overly drafted player out of Bama because he's just going to run to the back of your offensive lineman every time you give him the ball. J.D. McKissick, great receiving weapon. Great receiving weapon. He can run just as good. It's awesome to watch that guy play. So Antonio Gibson, solid dual threat running back. He can catch passes. He can he can take a home run pat or ball. However, I, I don't think I can go any higher than like the Jets as an average average team. Yeah, it's it's because they've clearly shown they don't trust Gibson. Yeah, they don't trust Gibson. They don't trust even McKissick or who it is. They're drafting people to look for another running. That's back. it. They it's they just, and, and it's comical. They talked McKissick out of leaving Buffalo after leaving, after agreeing yeah. to a contract here to bring him in and then draft a running back. Draft a running back. Yeah, third, third fourth. Yeah. Yeah, until Washington can clarify what the hell their plans are, I can't give them better than average. I just, I don't know what that whole trying to get him to come back after he had already agreed to deal with Buffalo was. I think it was like a, I don't know, when you had plans to draft a running back. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's really confusing, but so be it. Uh, I think we're staying in the average category here. The New York yep. Giants. Um, I can't get to trash. Names. Saquon. And I'll Matt Breda. Saquon. That's it. That's it. Saquon's so talented when he's healthy and when there's a line. Yeah, you forget about him because he's been injured every season Correct. for the past couple of seasons. And Matt Breda is one of the fastest running backs in the league, in when, the he league. Yeah, when he gets the option. Going. Um, but and he's I, not going to be he's the guy taking 100 carries a game. You know, No, like and that's Saquon, and Breda's the change of pace, which a change of pace who runs like the second fastest 40 time at running back ever is pretty impressive. Yeah. But, like, what are we going to see out of it? I mean, we know Brian Dable liked to run the ball. Yeah, we know he But did. can Saquon stay healthy? Can and is Brady, line, like, that's it. I, like, I almost think they're the same question mark as the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they definitely are. And it's nothing to do with the talent again. It's it's how are they being used. Last year, a lot of people got burned by taking Saquon because yep. he didn't pan out the way he has in the past. Yeah. It's I'm, like a lot of McCaffrey owners. Yeah, and that's it. It's that's gonna be another interesting one you deal with it. But like, I guess the thing is, McCaffrey when he stays healthy, when oh when McCaffrey's healthy or healthy, he's still Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he's still Christian McCaffrey. He's still gonna get you like the thirty points a game that you when got Saquon's being bared down on in the last two years, he's not Saquon. No, yeah. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Um, this it's a weird one. If it's not. At elite, it's it's I would say top of the good category. Yeah, it's definitely top of the good category. When Jones got banged up for a bit, AJ or AJ Dillon was controlling games. Yeah, 
they are the perfect combo of Thunder and Lightning. Aaron Jones is phenomenal in the passing game. Oh yeah, it's fun I to like, like I said, fun to watch those guys play. Those guys. You play hate it because neither yeah. of us are uh, Green Bay I'm not fans. Green Bay fans, but I like. I mean, I enjoy football when it's good football. Yeah, I know. I keep saying fun to watch play football, but it's just true. I I think I can match them with Dallas and Cincy. Yeah, I definitely could see him with Dallas and Cincy. Same division though. I think this is where we make the jump. Minnesota Vikings. I think Delvin Cook and Alexander Madison can be considered elite. Yeah, definitely. And and I I named them both because obviously we know that's the Delvin Cook show. Yeah. But the, the games Cook he missed show. last year, Alexander Madison never skipped a beat. He was still a twenty to twenty five point fantasy guy. Yes, you have to handcuff them. Yes, you have to be concerned if you lose Delvin for a little drop off. Yeah. But if you have both of them, you're a okay. It's all set if you have both. The of them. amount of stock I had in Delvin Cook last year, and I had. Alexander Madison handcuffed in all but one league. I didn't miss a beat last year when I lost him. Uh, Chicago, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. Uh, that's a... I will openly tell you for the fact that I did not like him originally. I have a raging heart on for David Montgomery now. However, they kind of land between that Pittsburgh, Ve- or Pittsburgh Vegas, and Washington, New York yeah, category and average. The trash, but they're definitely an average backfield. It's the problem is Montgomery has not stayed healthy. Herbert proved when given the time he can be good, but they were also on terrible teams and yeah. ne- and they never got running ability. They would get fourteen rushes a game, and then you're throwing from behind to try to win games. Yeah. So until something else can be made there, yes, if they're in a game and they- and they can win a game. We saw that last year, the beginning part of the season, David Montgomery was a 20-plus point a, a week workhorse. But yeah, it's, it was, uh... it's all about fixing from there. That's a real big issue there. Detroit. This is a tough one. Yeah, it's a weird one. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. I like that backfield just because they both are really like decent running backs And they're different pieces to have. Yeah. I would almost, I'd be willing to say they're between Jacksonville, Denver, and the Chargers. Yeah, definitely. You don't ever give a lot of credit to Detroit, but when DeAndre Swift was healthy last year, that was another guy who was running for 20 to 25 points a week. Oh, yeah. Jamal Williams stepped in, and yeah, he wasn't DeAndre Swift. Yeah, but he still was putting up points. He was still putting up 10 to 17 points. And even in games where Swift was playing, he was still putting up 10-ish points. Yeah. He's a really nice flex spot. Um, but I really like both those options there. Uh, Tampa Bay. Leonard Fournette, Giovanni Bernard, and Rashad White. I'm going to completely ignore Kayshawn Vaughn because he's not proven a damn thing as a pro yeah. yet. Do we think they're in the average category or are they, yeah, like, they low-end good? I think they're like low Next to Jacksonville and Denver? Yeah, next to Jacksonville and Denver. Like I kind low, of hate good. it. I kind of hate that that thought process, but you're in a team where everybody respects Tom Brady, and no one's gonna stack the box. Yeah, no one stacks the box. They don't play Tom, or they respect that like throw from Tom Brady rather than the like run. And like watching Leonard Fournette last year, he did have some amazing runs. And that's it. And it was Fournette's shown the talent. It's not that it's the problem is he can't always get around the open end. If you've got Brady there to force them to respect it, yeah, Fournette has the ability to game break. So that's it. Like I think Rashad White could be the next big piece there. I think Gio Bernard's going to fade out, but Leonard Fournette with Tom Brady is a game breaker. Yeah, it definitely is a bit of a cheat code. 
Elvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, the New Orleans Saints. That's... I think I'm going to upset people here. Yeah. At how we just slotted Detroit into like that, that mid-low range. Yeah. I think I want to call New Orleans mid-high. Yeah, they definitely are mid-high. Between Cincy and all them, but... Good. Or below Cincy, Dallas, and Green Bay, but like just above L.A.? Yeah, just above L.A. in that good category there. Because they're not... Oh, it depends on like... Because Alvin Kamara can have games where he scores six touchdowns. Or he disappears and does nothing. Yeah. I had... And I'm glad you said that. I was scrolling the Fantasy Beast Twitter earlier this morning. And someone was blowing a fit. Why is it that Alvin Kamara doesn't get the, the respect he deserves, but Christian McCaffrey does? Christian McCaffrey can't sell. You're right. You're right. But when McCaffrey's on the field, he's consistent. Consistently scoring you 30 points. A Alvin game. Kamara absolutely can score a 55-point fantasy week. He's also going to get you 5.5 points. Yeah, it's, next week. It's the lack of consistency, and it's somebody actually saw retweeted again after that. Alvin Kamara looks like the most nonchalant, don't give a shit football player ever. There's a, there's footage of him down in the slot. He's just appearing on the bottom of the screen. Everybody takes off running, and he just turns and waves. He's not moving. He's not getting ready in the motion. He's just waving at the quarterback, going, "Hi, I'm open." And then they throw it to him. He just kind of turns with it casually, and then starts running. Like he doesn't care. He still yeah. made ten yards on it. But dude, you start doing something, you get like you 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 got a, a head of steam. You're probably picking more yards off. You're that. probably picking like fifty with Alvin Kamara full speed running at a running back when he's or running at a cornerback when he's wide open like that. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's it. I like Kamara a lot, but the fact that they don't really have a change of pace back now there. Yeah, it's just I'm uh, okay calling them good. The Atlanta Falcons. I feel so bad about this one. What is this one here? Uh, Tyler Algier, the rookie. He's the kid out of BYU. We really like to tape. That's the kid who had 21 touchdowns. Finally, a year after Zach Wilson's gone. He he. My favorite thing I've seen on rookie players all year is they compared to him. They compared him to. A bowling ball covered in gasoline lit on fire that you kicked down a hill. The urgency of his downhill running is smash mouth. Yeah. Okay. I love that. However, we haven't seen it equate to the pros yet. Damian Williams, the former Chicago Bear and Casey Chief, has signed there. He's going to try to win snaps. Cordell Patterson, really fun player. Do we trust him as a top running back? Until we know how they're going to run the ball in Atlanta, I I kind of want to call him trash. Yeah. Like, you don't know who they're going to run it with, too, because, like, I there was – you had a laundry list of names right there. That's it. And the thing is, like, Cordero, Cordero Patterson was a top 15 oh, yeah. fantasy running back last year. Yes. Because nobody expected him to be a running back. Let's yeah. be fair here. No, nobody expected him to be The dude's been in the league back. since 2008, 2009, something along those. He's, he's been in the league almost – or maybe it's 12. Maybe it's been 10 years exact. I think it is. And he's only had his first productive offensive season this past yeah, year. this past year. Uh, Algier you, should realistically walk in and steal his job. Can you have the same production out of a player like that a year after? Exactly. Well? And once tapes on there, and once people start going, oh, okay, so when he did this, the the thing of it is, if we're doing this, he's not technically a running back. No, yeah. He was he was Debo before Debo was Debo. Yeah, he really was. So I mean, if they're gonna go and find a guy because Mike Davis failed last year and they want a true running back, it might be Algier, and we might be talking next year that Atlanta's got a good backfield. They have probably the most ground they can cover of anybody on this list. I yeah. like the pieces there. I just don't know what puzzle they're putting together. I'm out here looking at this puzzle and thinking they're building a puzzle of a unicorn, and it's really going to be a puzzle of a guy named Hank with like a medieval sword. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're building. 
Um, the Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, is it still okay to put them in elite? Yeah, I think so. Christian McCaffrey alone really is a star running back, man. He he can win you leagues. He really can when he's healthy. And the, the point of it being is, yes, the average wasn't there, but Chuba Hubbard was still able to hang 60-plus yards a game. He took a couple catches. He was scoring touchdowns. It's not like Carolina had talent there last year. Sam Darnold didn't help that yeah, offense. Did not they help had that a, they had the second worst line in the league. They were bad. Yeah, they were not great. So you put those two guys there. They were able to put pieces together. I think they're still on the verge of being elite running yeah, backs. Yeah, they definitely are. The Los Angeles Rams, Cam Aker, Daryl Henderson Jr., Kyron Williams, Jake Funk. Uh, I say that because they had Jake Funk listed ahead of Williams in the backfield, but Williams was a fourth-round pick. I I want to make this short speed to the point. I'm putting them on the same category that the Chiefs and Bills are, yeah. not because they're all the same top Super Bowl contenders, although that's ironic. The fact of it being that out of the three teams there, I think Cam Akers has the highest potential. Yeah. He's also yeah. coming off a torn Achilles, and they really, for some reason, like Daryl Henderson. Yeah, it's a, a weird situation there. That's a situation where you have to monitor that backfield, see if his Achilles looks good. Yeah, pretty see much if weekly. They're, yes, see if they're not going to, to rotate through guys until you... Like, Cam Akers deserves to be probably a top 12 back on the fantasy year. Yeah. But do the Rams think so? Yeah, it's really... Yeah. Do they think so? Do they want to play him after an injury of that much? So he's going to be on a snap count week one. Exactly. Snap count week two. Things like that. Um, the Arizona Cardinals. This is weird for me because I'm going to do a compliment that I never do. James Conner. Daryl Williams from... Uh, yeah, that's... that is Yeah, that's... Okay, that's Daryl from the former Chiefs back and Anno Benjamin. Yeah. I'd be willing to say they're next to Detroit in the good category. Yeah, they definitely are a good backfield there. And I guess the thing of it is, and this is maybe this is where it cushions a little better. If James Conner reverts, yes, he was phenomenal last year. We didn't see that coming. Yeah. The guy can't stay healthy. If he reverts and gets hurt again, they scooped up Daryl Williams from Kansas City. You know how many total all-purpose yards he had last year? Uh, not at the top of my head. Over 1,000. That's a real quiet thousand yard guy. Yeah, I know. Nobody would have thought of that. I no, had yeah, I him. Even I, I scooped him in our league, the one that I I beat Franken, and I ran with him down the stretch and didn't take him out of my lineup. Yeah, he was consistently nice. scoring twenty points in fantasy. Yeah, that's all you can ask out of. If a James Conner goes down, and I've got that kind of potential in Arizona, that's a guy who, if you're not drafting a handcuff there, he needs to be a waiver wire priority. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I would take them next to Detroit for sure. Arizona is a good running team. The San Francisco 49ers. I don't know what to do with this. Elijah Mitchell came out and looked phenomenal as a rookie phenomenal, last year. Yeah, it was great. But you know what the problem with that is? What? Every year we've seen them do that with some form of a running yeah, back. And every year back. they overdraft that player the next year and he never returns to form. It was... Um, it was Raheem Moster. It 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 was Jeff Wilson Jr. It was I mean it's gonna be Elijah Mitchell. I don't have a problem well, with Elijah Mitchell. I don't either. But as an Elijah Mitchell owner, the way they were using Debo affects his carries. Affects his. Uh, well, Debo affects your running back carries. You've got Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson. You drafted a third round running back in Tyree and Davis. Pr- 
pri- or Price, and you still have a third on running back in, tra- in Trey yeah. Sermon. What are you doing there? Yeah, you don't know. It's like on a toss-up who's going to get carries, really. I'd honestly be willing to call that trash. Yeah. Just because I don't want... Listen, I had a hand in San Fran's backfield last year. I drafted Trey, uh, Trey Sermon and Raheem Mostert. I tried to handcuff it. And at the end of the end of week two, I was left holding neither of my running backs. Yeah, I know. Thank God I got Cordero Patterson week two because I would have never gone that far without yeah, a second running back. back. Uh, and the last one, we've got Seattle. Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker, Chris Carson. That's a very tough one. Very tough one, yeah. Chris Carson has shown at his full strength he's a top 15 running back. Yeah. Rashad Penny showed down the stretch last year he has the ability to be a 150-plus yard a game guy who is a game-breaker. Yeah, who gets you the points, too. Kenneth Walker is a guy who, out of college, was highly regarded as a top three running back out of the class. Oh, yeah. Very well-rounded player. Okay, now they're all in the same backfield. You don't have a quarterback. Who the hell is getting carries? Who the hell is getting carries and... Can Kenneth Walker's abilities equate to the NFL? Exactly. Which um, they they will, but I'm just saying, like you don't, you never know how well. But that's they're, they're that's I guess that the same year. thing. Is are you the guy who's going to overdraft Kenneth Walker because he's a rookie and you're going to take him at 55 when you probably should be getting Rashad Penny? Is Rashad Penny going to be the guy drafted and Walker takes over down the stretch? Like those are so many. Those are guys that are going to be both drafted ahead of Bills running backs. Yeah. And you still don't know. You're going to have to handcuff them both. Yeah, you're going to have to have them both. I almost think Seattle can go back to the trash category too because yeah, it's I such a bad so situation. Well. Just a bad situation for picking those running backs. And the point of it is, yes, I know they got Charles Cross, but they didn't do much more on the offensive line that was already poor. And they don't have a, a defense there still. Yeah. Dude, you're out here getting a no-defense team. You don't have a quarterback you're not going to run the ball if you're down by 40 every game. Yeah, you're not going to So, as we review here, our trash running back situations of the 2022 NFL fantasy season, uh, the New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins, Houston Texans, Philadelphia Eagles. I wrote trash again, and I don't know. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be Atlanta. <laughs> it's supposed to be Atlanta. I literally just wrote trash. Atlanta, San Francisco 49ers, and the Seattle Seahawks. The average situation is going from worst to best. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the LA Rams, the New York Giants, the Baltimore Ravens, Washington Commanders. That's the first time I've said that on the air and not stumbled. Yeah. The New York Jets, the Chicago Bears, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Your good running back scenarios, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Denver Broncos, Jacksonville Jaguars, the Arizona Cardinals, Detroit Lions, the LA Chargers, New Orleans Saints, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys, Cincinnati Cowboys, I or Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. <laughs> Cincinnati Cowboys. Yeehaw. I didn't even notice you say it. Uh and the Elite, Carolina, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Tennessee, and Cleveland. Guys, I think that'll about do it for the episode. Jason, yeah. anything else you want to add today? No, uh just as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate your listen and yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Jeanette at the Therapy Sessions Buffalo. Uh, her brother, Matt at Herd Dat Designs. Shout out to our dude, Charlie at Renegade Studios, located down in St. Pete, Florida. Shout out to Damien at the Platterbox in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And of course, because nothing else goes better with football than some good old fashioned chicken wings dipped in blue cheese. Yep. Check out our guy, Kyle, at Chicken Dippin'. If you're intrigued, 
hit up his website, chickendippin.com. Add code 716 for 15% off your order. And or if you just want to see what they look like, hit him up on his Instagram at chicken underscore dippin. But guys, until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We will show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.